Hello, old orcs running the fruit store at the market, where the main characters never go, because let's be honest, main characters don't need to buy fucking fruit. They could get like 20 health potions for the weight of that cabbage you're selling. Unless they just want to get like 50 cabbages to like fill somebody's house with cabbages for just for shits. They don't need to come to your fruit store. Look, I'm sure you do a lot of business selling fruit to like the actual people who live in town, but heroes don't eat that shit. Heroes just sustain themselves with health potions and never eat or sleep. Yeah, well, sometimes they eat, like, fistfuls of cheese that they find on corpses. <laughs> Eating, like, zucchinis that they found in, like, a dungeon that's been sealed for 200 years. Sometimes you eat six Brahmin steaks because you really need to free up, like, three pounds of space in your inventory. Sometimes you smash open a pot and you get a heart out of it and, like, what even is that? I don't know, you just kind of eat that abstract idea of a heart. I don't get that reference. It's, it's Zelda. Oh, okay. Like, what are those hearts supposed to be? They're just hearts. Yeah, exactly, right? Okay. Like, they're just kind of there? In the grass? Uh. Oh, that new Zelda's all about cooking, though. Apparently. Apparently. Did I say what the show is yet? What? I don't think I did. It's Mandatory Side Quest! <laughs> it's the show you're listening to. I'm your host and party cross-class rogue mage. You're a rogue. I'm pretty sure you just said mage. I said cross-class rogue mage. Oh, okay. That's how I remember it. And I'm your other host, Karina, who, unlike most of my ranks are in wizard, and I took, like, two random, like, you know, ranks in rogue just so I could have sneak attack and backstab, and that's about it. You're a cross-class wizard wizard. A <laughs> wizard wizard. Have you ever just, wizard rogue. Have you ever discussed this? I'm a flip wizard. Are you a wizard or a sorcerer? What's the fucking difference? Uh, wizards went to school, sorcerers got natural gifts. I'm probably a wizard because I don't see myself being naturally gifted with magic. Okay. <laughs> I mean, mechanically, the difference is wizards got intelligence, sorcerers got charisma. Uh, I'm American. If anything, I have like a negative to charisma. Oh, man. Okay, last time <laughs> we were in a labyrinth and, uh, fuck it, I guess we got out of it. I looked up a fucking walkthrough is what happened. I'm gonna be real with you guys. I got called into work last night again, and I didn't get a lot of sleep. And I saw this tweet the other week that was the feeling when you wake up with a hangover, and then you realize you're not hungover, you're just in your 30s, and that's what your body feels like all the time now. Damn, that's some real life shit. I didn't get a full eight hours of sleep, and now I feel like I'm dying. So I can't, I don't got no fantasy bits. Like, we just got out of Labyrinth. Now, Again, I looked up a walkthrough. We're just kind of chilling here in the room where you get the, uh, let's say ice crystal. But not like an, not like an ice crystal like you get on the side of your house. Like an elemental ice crystal. An icicle? Yeah, well, like a snowflake. An icicle. The things that, like, form on, like, the edge of your fucking roof. Well, more like an ice crystal, which is what's a snowflake. But they're tiny. Still an ice crystal. Uh, Look, that's not what we're getting anyway. We're getting this fucking big crystal thing that's got ice powers. Yeah, you can carry that. And I'll just put it in the quest item menu. <laughs> it's an abstract concept that doesn't have any weight. <laughs> takes up an inventory slot, though. Nah, it's got its own special inventory screen. It goes there next to the songs we learnt. Okay. You know, the songs we play on our little harmonica. That's a lie, I can't play the harmonica. <laughs> Couldn't even learn the recorder in grade 3 or whatever they taught us recorder in. Okay. I see you making moving on motions. The tired career. 
Look, I know you want to get back to Adventure Time. Oh, God. So, whatever. I know what you want to get back to the Mackle Boys. And yes, that's... I do. Because I have, like, listened to the entirety of the Adventure Zone in, like, a fucking week. Maybe a week and a half. I wasn't listening to this last Thursday. Uh, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> I guess you shotgunned all of Adventure Zone in one week. Seems about right. Yeah. I remember being on, like, episode 25, like, the second day I was listening, second or third day I was listening to it or something. Christ. That's, like, a lot of hours. It is. Okay, do you want to move on to the nerd news? Sure. Oh, I didn't think, I didn't sing a song when I said it. Na 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 nerd news. That's the song. Ba 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 da bum bum. Mario. Really? I don't even know that is Mario. How do you know the Mario? I don't fucking know. Commercials? I guess. Look, because we recorded that last episode so late, like I think we recorded it on what Monday? This is Thursday. Look, I had to really scrape the fucking barrel for some nerd news this week. There's like one real piece of nerd news and then some uh barrel scrapings. Do you want to do the barrel scrapings or the actual real piece of news first? Yeah. Oh fuck, okay, let's just do the real piece of news. And it's an actual piece of nerd news we actually care about for once. Thor Ragnarok trailer dropped. Oh my god, yeah, it was rad! That shit looks the tits! I love this thing that, like, well, let's be real, pretty much everyone is doing it with putting, like, pretty cool old songs to trailers. It It works. It's fucking great. Like, Suicide Squad, I'm gonna be real with you, I never fucking saw it because I was completely uninterested in the premise, but I definitely watched the trailer more than once. Oh, I was very interested in the premise. I just heard the reviews and was like... By premise, I mean, like, the premise of the movie, not the premise of Suicide Squad, because I fucking love Secret Six. Yeah, um, it turned out they were trying to trick us with the cool music in Secret Secret Suicide Squad. The fucking movie we were just talking about. Yeah, Suicide Squad. You know, I was I was gonna I was gonna criticize you for describing that Led Zeppelin song as an old song, but then I realized it's like forty it's years. It's from like the fucking seventies, yeah, isn't it? It's forty years old. So that's, that's older that's, than me. Yeah, that's an old song now. God, it's good. And I also like the kind of oh, I want to say like like late seventies, early eighties kind of like graphic. 90s. Like, colors. No, it, it didn't look very 90s. That, it looked older than that. That logo is extremely 90s. That, like, neon. It, it was chrome, though. It wasn't neon. Yeah, chrome is also very 90s. Oh, chrome feels more 80s to me. Either way. I grew up in America in the 90s, where, like, things weren't very chrome. They were very colorful. It's, so is the logo. It's a chrome logo with colorful edges. To me, that still screams 80s. Look, it's very retro kitchen. I love it. Yes, either way, who fucking cares? The song was a great pick. Like, I like the whole... I like the humor. Like, I like the fact that they're going back to making the comic book movies funny. Like, fucking hell, it's a comic book. Yeah, I would I would like to see them do the Thor the other way, like the classic way, which is very... Drunk? Not drunk! Epic? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like, it would be a very, very different, like, feel. Like, there's kind of a spectrum series. There's, there's kind of this movie on the one end, and there's, you know, the God Butcher on the other. Oh, yeah, God Butcher was amazing, but like I said, very, very different feel. Uh, that still looks very 80s to me. Like, I'd love to see them do that kind of 
very high serious God Butcher and Wolf. Yeah, Science but you stuff, couldn't but... have this Thor in a God Butcher story. Yeah, that's because this Thor is Marvel Comics' Hercules. Yeah, I was about to right? say, you, you actually mentioned that, like, at the time, after we watched the trailer, and which is which even made more sense to me, because I, oh, what, I binged all of Hercules in, like, what, four days? Yeah, maybe a week. Something like that, yeah. And you definitely have a point that uh, this Thor has essentially just become still Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, like, Marvel's the, Thor. The Hercules. In- Incredible? Yeah. The Incredible Hercules. Who is fucking amazing. Cause, not gonna lie. Because comics Thor is usually more like... Maybe not. He's more like an Aragorn. Or like a Boromir. Like, he's usually fairly serious Responsible? Dude. Maybe not as responsible, but he's usually more serious. He's not as goofy. Serious, goof- yeah. He's not as goofy. Um, I know him. He's a friend from work. Was literally the best line in the whole fucking thing. Movie Thor is very goofy, and I think it's just because of how fucking good that scene in the first movie was where he was like, Bring me your largest riding hamster. This drink was good. I'll have another smash. To be fair, I also did love that. Yeah, that was the best part of that movie, so they clearly lent into it. Like, they, they worked with, like, the kind of old-worldy charm, but I also do like the kind of... Okay, I'd, stupidity is not the word that I'm looking for, but that kind of, like, really... Like, honest... He's the comic relief of the Avengers. He got gimli Which, yeah, which is... Not, of... not as bad as Gimli, because Gimli... I mean, well, you know, Gim- they're all pretty fucking serious straight dudes in the Lord of the Rings books. But in the <laughs> movies, Gimli got the comic relief stick and he ran with it. It's true. That's fair enough. But, do you know what, like, I, I don't want to say stupid, because he's not stupid, but he's just very straightforward and honest to the point of, like... Look, he's he's the same kind of character that it looks like Warner Brothers are doing with their Aquaman. Oh, God. He's not, I, he does, he's not dumb, he's just very... Shallow? Straightforward? Like, shallow, but not even in, like, a bad way. He's just like, okay, let's do this thing. This Hon- thing's good, I like it. Honest? Yeah, uncomplicated. Honest and blunt? Uncomplicated. Yeah, honest and blunt, maybe? Yeah. It's very simple, straightforward. It's a straight shooter. I like it, though, but I also... I'm pretty sure that I've already given my opinions about Jason Momoa and his outfit decisions in that movie. I'm still not used to Thor's new short hair. Yeah, I mean, it kind of takes away from the whole Nordic aura of him. Yeah, but I guess it seems to be his shaved gladiator uh, hair. Yeah, I mean, I think that they... The, the people that put him in the gladiator pit probably fucking did that on purpose, you yeah. know? Oh, let's also mention that his mace that he was holding... Oh, he's got fucking uh, he Marvel Hercules' mace. He does, like, like if anyone else has ever read that comic where Thor and Hercules, like, pretend to be each other to, like... Oh, they're, they're, he's, it looks like, yeah, he stole that weapon from the incredible Thorcules. <laughs> oh, they constantly confuse, like, who they are, and Hercules at the end just being like, Oh, I... Thor Odinson have just been so completely bested by the mighty and magnificent Hercules. <laughs> and Thor is just like, oh, you fuck. I love that incredible <laughs> Thorcules story. And I'm also a big fan of at the end, Malekith just turning up like, it's me, Malekith! Knocked out of the story. He's just gone. Fuck that guy. I don't even remember what happened to him, to be honest. He kind of turns up and then he just gets, like, flattened or knocked out by a giant or something. Of course. Man. I'm also greatly looking forward to Kate Blanchett as Hela. 
You were really excited about that headpiece. I am so excited whenever they do, like, a straight-up Kirby design and just put it in there. They don't, like, try to make it more realistic and gritty it up. It's like, nope! Just got those ridiculous head fronds. I love when they bring that shit in. It's like when they did that Fantastic Four movie and they made Galactus into some sort of swirly space cloud instead of what he should be, which is a giant purple dude in crazy armor with a massive helmet with horns. Love that stuff. And this movie does look very Jack Kirby. A lot of the background characters look like straight-up fucking Jack Kirby robot drawings. And Jeff Goldblum's in it. Your uh, scientists were too busy wondering if they uh, could. They oh, didn't the stop to Jurassic think if Park they uh, should. Yeah, but put more uhs and ums into what I was saying. Yeah, I've seen plenty of, of spoofs. Pictures of him with no shirt on? Yeah, that too. He's kind of pasty and skinny, though, is the thing. He is the uh, gladiator arena announcer guy. He seems to be playing himself. There's only two characters in that movie I want to see without their shirt. And one of them I already have. And it's because the fucking Hulk does not wear shirts. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, is the other one Mark Ruffalo? Because, I mean... No. The Hulk doesn't wear shirts. And that's what I mean by want, in that sense. In that I expect him to be shirtless. But I would also not object to seeing Thor shirtless. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, we got some pretty good fan service in the last Thor. Look, he's been shirtless in every... I don't think he was shirtless in Avengers 1. But he's been shirtless and wet in every other movie he's been in. Exactly, they need to keep the theme going. Because I think in Thor 2 he took an obligatory trip to the fucking baths just to get shirtless and wet. I'm pretty sure we saw like a pretty good shot of, if, if not his ass, definitely like, you know, that, that portion of skin, like definitely right above it. Avengers 2, he definitely took a trip to, what, a wet cave to have a vision and be shirtless and wet? Yeah, sure. I was say, I'm also very tickled that they actually started that trailer doing the record scratch meme. What? They're like, Rit! Now, you're probably wondering how I got in this situation. Let me tell you what happened. Yeah. Like, they straight up started it with that meme. Yeah, but it sounds better when Chris... Helmsworth. That's the one. One of the fucking Chris's. But they straight up did the trailer with the, uh, let me tell you how I got in this situation. Didn't started off with, this looks bad? Yeah, let me tell you what happened. Okay. Also, I was actually excited to see Loki in it. Which is surprising, because, I mean... The internet ruins Loki, but I was very excited to see him walking slowly and flipping his two knives. Yeah, I've seen that gift a lot. Scourge the Executioner of his two machine guns? I still haven't read that story, because I have not read all of the Walt Simonson Thor, but I mean, I know it's important, and I kind of know why it's important, so that'll be exciting to see if they do it. And even if they don't, it's still a fucking straight-up Asgard with two goddamn machine guns. Do you have any more Thor, Thor thoughts? Thoughts? Now I got a giggle though, didn't it? Uh, do you want to move on to the, the news I had to scrape out of the fucking barrel? Sure. Okay, this will let you know how little nerd things happened this week, Karina. Bayonetta got released on Steam. Okay. That's the news item. I mean, that's cool. If you don't have a 360 or a PS3, and now you've got a chance to play Bayonetta. And you should, because it's a really good game. And I know how it looks, but the game is smarter than it looks. It knows what it is. I always think the most telling thing is they've got they do the thing where Bayonetta is always sucking on a lollipop, but the head of the lollipop is actually quite tiny. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that's well, that's an emasculating joke, and it's a good joke. Also, she always has agency and yeah. control in like any situation she's in, which is always nice. Also, it's just a really good game mechanically. Those fights are great. 
Well, it's because it's one of the few games that actually puts some, like, fucking effort into, like, making the combat, like, you know, responsive and good and not like Inquisition. Cough. Well, that's not a fighting game. No, but fuck, the combat in Inquisition was terrible. Oh, the Inqu- combat in all the dragons. God damn it, we looped around and complaining about Bioware again. <laughs> yup. Platinum are great. And from my understanding, everything they do is good, except that one Ninja Turtle game they did, which apparently kind of sucked. Which is a shame, because it was Platinum doing Ninja Turtle game, but uh, it wasn't great. Yeah, if you haven't played Bayonetta, get it on Steam. I'm sure it'll be in one of the fucking many sales throughout the year. The, oh god, the Steam summer sale's probably on in a month or two. Ah, well, pick it up in the summer sale. It's a good, good game. It's a very good, very funny game. Well, that'll be the tax back season, at least. I don't know if they'll ever get Bayonetta 2. I mean, they probably have an exclusive exclusive deal with Nintendo where they're allowed to republish it, which means if you didn't buy a Wii U, you never get to play the game where where Bayonetta goes to hell to rescue her girlfriend, which is pretty fucking dope. Oh, good game. Okay, nerd news item number three. Now, if you thought that last one was scraping the barrel, Karina, we're getting even deeper. Get your gloves on. They cast young Dumbledore in even more beasts and more places to find them. Oh, right, they're going to seek that. I wouldn't mind that, except that Johnny Depp's in it playing Wizard Hitler. Yeah. And he A, has that terrible haircut, and B, Johnny Depp's really worn out his welcome. Also, beat his wife, right? Didn't that come out? Because he divorced that woman from the dog apology video. If you know what we're talking about there, Johnny Depp and his wife came to Australia with some dogs and they didn't declare the dogs. So the immigration minister made them record this video where they apologized for it and they looked like they had like just been released from Guantanamo Bay or something. They could not have been more unhappy and miserable to record this apology video. Either way, they got divorced and I'm pretty sure she said something about him like hitting her or something. So yeah, fuck Johnny Depp. Fuck him. Either way, Dumbledore's gonna be Jude Law. Do you know who that is, Karina? I mean, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's, I don't fucking know who it is. Uh, apparently he was Watson in those Sherlock Holmes movies. With Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that, like, generic white guy number five looking guy? I honestly don't know. I can't even picture him. All I can picture is Martin Freeman. I, I only remember Artie. Oh, I'm remembering the wrong guy then. <laughs> like, like, all I can remember from those movies is RDJ. I think Jude Law's a handsome guy. Probably looks handsome. Mm. Oh, if I'm not attracted to him, he probably just looks like a white dude. Hang on. In Fanta- Fantastic Beast times, mm-hmm. which was like the 20s, mm-hmm. shouldn't Dumbledore still look like he's 50? I mean, I don't remember how old he's technically supposed to be in Harry Potter, so I don't know. He's got a fucking beard so long he has to belt it to himself. Yeah, but I think that he's also something like 200 or maybe 300 years old because he'd also gotten Nicholas Flamel to give him a couple of doses of immortality yeah, juice in his life. Yeah, but like, uh, Harry Potter takes place in the 90s, right? Yeah, I mean, I've always interpreted it that way. I, actually, I'm very sure it does because I saw that Tumblr post going around that all the people who died at the Battle of Hogs, Warts, Hogwarts, oh my god. They died two days before somebody once told me came out. Ah. Uh. So, yeah, that means Dumbledore went from looking like Jude Law in the 20s to looking like movie Dumbledore in the ni- 90s. Which, I know that's 70 years, but, I don't know, Dumbledore looks like he's 147 in those movies. He's also been through some shit. Yeah, I guess. 
I mean, that is a little weird that they would cast him so young, because I'm sure yeah. that he's supposed to be older than the average person. Fuck, Jude Law's probably like 40. He's a white actor, so he's probably a lot older than he looks. Or is. Because you know how these, like, 50-year-old dudes are always getting romanced up with the 20-year-old girls in movies? Yeah. Look, Ruffalo's like fucking 50. Oh, apparently this is a picture of Jude Law that we're looking at on my phone right now. He actually does look a lot older than I thought he did. I literally do not recognize him pretty much at any. I have no idea who this man is. Well, well, listener, I hope you were excited or interested about Jude Law being Dumbledore. I get it, they cast him because his name rhymes. Oh, well, final piece of nerd news. Homestock's birthday. That's the news. Homestock's eight today. If it was a child, it would be in third grade. Or second grade, depending on when its birthday was. Jeez. Yeah. Today's exciting Homestuck announcement was they put out a trailer for that game that they still haven't finished and said, it'll come out one day. I think I started reading it pretty early, before I was in TAFE. So it would have been like 2008 or 2009. Started early Trolls, right? No, like they weren't even up to the Trolls when I started reading it. I think that they'd only just gotten up to the, uh, fuck, I forget what they're called. Like, the mayor and... Like all the little, uh, all the little chests, the... like the wasteland chest people. That's that's what I caught up to. Not the consorts. No. You know, not like... The, not the advisors. No, like the mayor and the queen. Yeah, wandering vagabond and yeah, the parcel mistress and that shit. that's wrapped in caution tape and those guys. That's... When I caught... Exiles! That, oh, there you go. When I caught up to Homestuck, like, that was the point that I caught up to it. I was a day one reader. Because yeah, I'm, well, cause I'm a hipster. Because I was into it before it was cool. I am clearly the person who catches up on something, like, way, way, way too far into it already being established. Okay, Homestuck was still pretty early when you caught up. I'm talking about Adventure Zone. I gotta say, it's not like you caught up to Homestuck in Act 6 and, like, rapidly caught up. I don't think that there's really an equivalent of catching up to, like, you know, 60 episodes of a podcast to, like, the equivalent of how much shit there is in Homestuck. I, so I see kids today on Tumblr and Reddit talking about, like, wow, imagine being someone who was reading it when Cascade came out. Oh, gee, a fucking wonder. I remember the day Cascade came out. Yeah, I remember because it broke Newgrounds. Yeah, it did, and I had to wait, like, two days to actually watch it properly. No, I think we downloaded it later that day, because Hussey eventually gave up and was just like, fuck it, everybody just download it. Because I, I could watch, like, maybe, like, three minutes of it, and then it would crash. Uh, that was one of the heady days of Homestuck. Like, I remember the day... What was WV's Flash, like, his first one when he was moving around on his shit? Explore? That's the one. That was that was the first, no, like... No, Explore's the song. Whatever. Whatever Flash that one was, that was the first Flash that, like, I got to experience kind of, like, in the moment, like, with everyone else that was up to date. That was certainly the first one where I kind of realized the scope the comic was gonna have. Yeah, I mean... And I think it is largely because of that song. That is a good song, Explore. It is, and feels very differently about Homestuck than I do, because even though... You know, I don't regret getting into it, because for God's sake, it's how we met. But I'm definitely burnt out on it, mainly because of the fandom. Like, 100% because of the fandom, honestly. Well, it's also because of the ending, Karina. You did not enjoy that no, ending. No, I really... D like, fucking Dark Tower was bad enough, for God's sake. I'm, I don't like those kind of I'd, endings. I'd, I'm still on book five of Dark Tower. I had to put on pause again and try to finish a different book this month. But uh, 
I really don't know what to expect from the ending of Dark Tower. Especially since I've given you this context of I've had enough of this bullshit with the Dark Tower when talking like, about the ending of Homecoming. I don't even know if you like the end of the Dark Tower or not. All I know is when our friend Madeline found out you'd read it, you guys had to go to a separate room to have like a bitch about it for half an hour. <laughs> it's true. And I don't even know if you guys like the ending or not. You know what? I'm not even sure. <laughs> and I really like Stephen King! Yeah, I'll get there eventually. Uh, and then I'll finally get to rant to you about this ending, like, what, fucking five years after the fact? I have no idea when the Dark Tower ended. No, when I read that oh. last book, though. It was like five years ago. Oh, yeah, because my parents got you the last three books for Christ as a birthday present, a Christmas present or something. Oh, maybe. That I thought that you bought it for me. Um, maybe I did. I don't know. That's why we have those books that say, the hour. Because we got that reprinting where you put all the books together and it says The Dark Tower and a big logo, but we only have half of them, so it's just like, The Irk Hour. <laughs> and then that bonus book he put out? Yeah. Which... Wind in the Keyhole. We have that. Is that just... You bought that for me. Yeah. Is that just an extra adventure? Yeah, it's just like some random extra shit that happens during the travels. Mm. Like Hive Swap. Some stories. Except Hive Swap is that the Wind in the Keyhole came out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we'll burn. Ugh. Well, that's the nerd news. No, 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 the nerd, nerd news is over. Okay. Like I said, I really had to scrape the barrel for some news. I think there was an interview. I didn't look at it, but I think uh, Shigeru Miyamoto confirmed supposedly what Link's last name is. Really? Would you like to take a guess at what Link's last name is, Karina? Chain. It's Link. Is his name Link Link? Apparently. It's not like his surname isn't Link? No, his name is Link Link. <sighs> to be fair, that is very thematic in the world. Well... This is also the guy who, in a Q&A, when asked who Bowser Jr.'s mother was, pointed to himself. Okay, well. I don't think uh, Miyamoto really gives much of a shit about the internal continuity of these game worlds. Let's point it out. There's a reason, there's a thematic in-game reason that Link and Zelda and Ganon are always being reborn. It's because they never write a different story. But why is Biddle the shopkeeper? Ooh. Uh, I think he's the guy who operates the boat in Wind Waker. The little boat shop. They do it They do it all the time. They just constantly bring back the same NPCs, and it's like, why does the girl who runs the farm have to get reincarnated every generation? Look, Nintendo liked their NPCs, and they're like, look, if they work, why replace them? I mean, Shark Boy worked. Yeah. I understand he has a very strange voice, apparently. Wait, do they have voice? Oh, shit! That's right, they have voices in the new Zelda. Remember, because you super hate Zelda. I really don't like those things. Yeah, I hear it's... I hear the American ones are okay, and the English ones are pretty bad. Do you mean the Japanese? No, the English. There's, like, American accents and English accents. Apparently the English ones are worse. Well, that's because English accents are terrible. That's because you're a big... Suck my dick! <laughs> oh, well. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Karina hates all English people. Sorry if you're though. English. I don't hate English people, and I'm sorry, but it's just that I don't like listening to British accents. Speaking of British accents, okay. you want to talk about Star Trek? What about it? I wanted to brief. I want to complain because we were watching Next Gen again. Oh, the episode we just watched. Well, where I was so you. uncomfortable with the fucking white dude in it, it. It was something I already wanted to complain about, and this episode made it worse. Because we watched that episode where Geordi wanted to fuck the ship computer. Ugh. He definitely did. And I wanted to complain, and I wanted to ask you, because you've seen a lot more Star Trek than me. Yeah. Will Star Trek ever have an episode with a romance that isn't garbage? There's a very long pause here. 
listeners that will get edited out, but trust me, there's a long pause here while Karina thinks. I mean, here's the thing. Yep, this is going to be a no. Is that I'm sure that there are some people who would argue that some romances in the Star Trek universe as a whole that are good. Like, arguably, probably, uh, like, Bellana and Tom from Voyager, but we haven't even gotten up to that point. But to be fair, I also haven't rewatched their romance in a very long time, and I'm sure that there are probably some problematic things about it. Because Seven of Nine and Chakotay was also fucking hella weird. That, okay, that at least sounds promising. Because I'm pretty sure the reason all Bellana's these... is the, the, uh, half Klingon engineer. Yeah. yeah. The reason all these... I ass- Tom is our Flash Gordon. Yeah, I assume the reason all these romances are garbage is because it's serialized television. So every romance has to be introduced, run its course, and then end in like a 45-minute span. Yeah, maybe. We while certainly... also fitting in a B-plot about Geordi and... Data. 40. Data. Geordi and... Oh my Data. God. Data. I forgot his name immediately. Wow. Going through a wormhole and hang out with Ferengis. Like, I was definitely much more interested in like a... Like, any relationship concepts with Data than I am about literally anyone else in this show. It's because you always know these people are never coming back. It's true. Because to have a real relationship, they'd have to introduce a new character, and that's not gonna happen. I mean, also, I just... I spent a large portion of the last episode that we watched, and I honestly couldn't tell you what it was called, unfortunately. The Price. There you go. The Price. Like, Ferengi are kind of terrible, but that's the whole point of them, so that's that's a whole nother barrel of fish. I enjoy Ferengi just because they sound like James D'Amato from the One Shot podcast doing his kobold voice. And I like to think of them as space goblins. Okay. The one on that last episode we watched was pretty bad, though. His prosthetic teeth were very bad. And he sounded like he was talking like this. Because he couldn't speak around his prosthetic teeth. But can we acknowledge how actually really skeezy and terrible and just genuinely uncomfortable, like, the the white dude was? Like, De- Deanna's, like, fucking love interest for that episode actually was? Look, I'm gonna say, that episode had a hard cut from a scene in a meeting room to hard cut to a close-up shot of Deanna getting her foot oil massaged. Yeah, it was really gross. It really was. Also, she was wearing a really unflattering, like, nail Pink? toe polish. Yeah, 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 I was looking at that. I didn't think that... Like, it was a color that made, the like, the skin tone of her feet look even more gross and pasty white. Look, I'm an extremely heterosexual man, but that love interest guy, he... <laughs> even, like, objectively, he didn't seem attractive. While we were watching it, I think... What, 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 what did you say word for word? Uh, as a partially heterosexual woman, is this guy attractive to you in any way? You could have just asked me as a bisexual woman, because that still applies. Well, that's not as funny. Okay. I mean, I said no, because I... I don't like the look of, like, the Related creepy, question. like, pasted-down hair. As a, like... bi- as a bisexual woman? Yes. Is Diana attractive to you at all? Here's the thing. She she's fine in terms of looks because she's got nice hair and she's got really good cheekbones, but her personality is complete garbage. I don't get why they're always putting her in those like super clingy tight bodysuits. And we all know I mean like, her body's we all know what my kind of woman is, so we can all agree that I would probably not be attracted to Diana. It's major breaks. Shit. Like I had a thing for Major Yaw and that was about it. 
I don't think uh, the Tiana, Tiana, like Diana's not unattractive. No, like she's she's not like but you know she, just, she she's pretty. She's not don't like get me wrong. she's not like a fucking knockout bombshell who like yeah I can see why they're putting her in like fucking body tight skin suits every episode that gave her back problems. I mean she's okay, but as a bisexual woman, I can also tell you that I certainly find. For example, I would have found Lieutenant Yaw like in her workout gear in the holodeck beating up a bunch of dudes a lot more attractive than looking at Diana and the Doctor in their really disgusting. <laughs> oh my god! Workout gear. Oh, they're like okay, so they're wearing they're kind of wearing the arm and leg length like skin tight spandex spandex thing. Yeah, and then with like the glittery leotard, like a leotard over it. Except they both have the leotard specifically cuts around their breasts. Like, they're, they're, so not, their even, breasts, they're not even boob windows, they're, like, boob harnesses. So their breasts are framed by their workout onesies, and Deanna had, like, crisscrossing pink ribbons to accentuate hers even more, while the two women stood in front of repeating mirrors, like, just bending over. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. And, I don't know, th- I think this is one of those things where, like, as a woman, I don't find that kind of object. <laughs> as a woman? Yes? I was quoting the room. I don't find that kind of objectification attractive. Also, I mean, they're also wet. their bodysuits are completely covered in this weird, gross, glittery material they insist on using this season of oh, Star Trek. Fucking everything is covered in this weird, gross, so, glittery, metallic shit. I mean, even if it had been like a sexy scene, which I mean, it wasn't, it would have been ruined by all the unnecessary glitter fabric. I'm also starting to get very concerned that I'm never going to like the honor. Which is a shame, because she's the lead female on that show. And she just sucks. My problem with Diana is her role in the show is to sit next to Picard and be like, Captain, I don't sense any hostility from the Klingons. That was not a good attempt at her accent. Her accent is weird. Mm. As far as I can tell, she's American. Or English, so I'm not sure what accent she's putting on. That's her beta Zoidian accent. Her mom doesn't have an accent, though. Yeah, what the hell, Diana? She just, all she does is like, I sense hostility, I sense fear from this energy cloud. And, like, I think it's important to reiterate here that we're not faulting this on the actress or the character herself. I think we can very squarely well, blame I'll fault it on male the, writers. I'll fault it on the character. The character's kind of sucky. I, we can't fault the actress for yeah. the portrayal of her character, though. Yeah, we're not going to fault the actress. She's... Doing the best with what she's been given. She's doing a... Fuck, what's Anakin's name? Hayden Christensen? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, his actor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's... Well, she's doing the best she can. Yep. Look, what else is... What, she's doing the best she can with episodes where a energy ball impregnates her. Ugh. Like, ugh, God, just... You can really tell this show is dated, because there is so much shit in it that makes me so uncomfortable that I'm sure nobody would have questioned, like, 10 or 15 uh, years ago. Women definitely questioned it at the time. Yeah, but literally no one would have fucking listened to them, because it was have a have goddamn I, Have 80s. I told you, apparently, Roddenberry, I was reading, he originally wanted Deanna to be, like, a four-breasted, oversexed hermaphrodite. That's a little weird. And then the female producer on the show was like, no, Gene, that's fucking dumb. How are you even going to do four breasts? You're going to have them in a row? You're going to have two on the front, two on the back? Ew. Two above the others? That's fucking stupid, Gene. It is. And then they just made her, you know, a woman. Although she's still in that disturbingly tight bodysuit. She's clearly wearing a corset in some of those, too. 
Yeah. I. She season three. She started getting to wear a skirt. Which I'm sure must be but nice But she's for wearing her. like weirdly like exactly color match tights and leggings under as well. Yeah. I hope it's not as tight for her at least. What for the same problems as like a lot of the other actors were having? Yeah, because I mean it's not restricting like her neck and her shoulders, so but presumably it's very not. fucking tight everywhere else. It is. It might be causing her back problems. At least Beverly. Oh, <laughs> Beverly's all right. She doesn't yeah, get enough to do. Yeah, but she's kind of just the generic doctor is the thing. At least we got rid of the other terrible doctor. I think she's the attractive one on the show. Yeah, she's alright. Well, Yah was probably the most attractive one. Oh, woman. God, yeah, she is. But <laughs> she only had the one season, which is a yeah. shame. And I mean, I think that it was actually a decision of the, the, the actress to leave, so. Yeah. Can't really fault her. Apparently, she comes back in the future playing her ancestor or something in a video. Yeah, something like that. Her descendant or her ancestor or something, something in that direction. At least Whoopi Goldberg pops up every six episodes. To dispense bartender wisdom. Yeah, to have like five lines of dialogue and then she leaves. And now every time she pops up, I'm just like, shut up, Whoopi, yeah, space wizard or whatever the fuck you are. Alright, she's like some cute, isn't she? Yeah, she's some sort of weird, magical, immortal space energy person. Something like that, yeah. Who's just working as a bartender on the ship. Also, Jordy's super weird around women. And he thinks really disturbingly about women. Yeah, that episode where he wanted to fuck the ship computer wasn't a great episode for Jordy. No. Also, his whole reaction to, like, getting stood up by that other girl in the beginning of the episode? He didn't get stood up. They went on the date, and then she was like, uh, this date kind of sucks. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Bye. But she was also clearly very uncomfortable. Yeah, she didn't really look like she wanted to be on that date at all. I mean, I'm kind of just always on the side of at least when, at least when, when, when Wesley occasionally has these shitty Oh, he fell in love episodes. with, like, a fucking lizard princess or some shit. No, like, like a being of fucking light or some nonsense, right? Her, her true form was, like, six foot tall Wookiee or something. I don't remember. Look, at least he's, like, 15, so it makes sense he has these weird, awkward romance episodes. I like that episode where Geordie fell in the hole. <laughs> Had to team up with that Romulan. Yeah. That was neat. Look, Star Trek works. It's a good show when they're not doing very badly written romance. Yeah. And very awkward sexual and gender politics. Yeah. They should bring back those men in dresses. Which ones? The, like, the one guy you saw in that one episode. I can't remember if that was next gen or original series now. It's just one random guy in the background who's... No, it must have been original series, because he's wearing the women's uniform. Like oh, the wait, miniskirt. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. He's chillin'. He was in like one, two episodes, and he kind of just unceremoniously disappeared. Yeah. Shame, because, you know, it kind of uh helped balance out, you know, the skirts for the women. I mean, Uhura is... Just say it's a good thing she's sitting down all the time, because that thing would not be covering anything. Circling back around to your girl crushes. Do you want to talk about Brotherhood? I guess. The Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show before. No. I don't know. It's... A really fucking good show. Yes. I originally saw it... Well, I originally saw the original series at uni. And it was fine. And I was like, yeah, I like this show. And then I resisted watching Brotherhood for years and years. Because I was like, eh, it's just a remake. Whatever. No, it actually turns out it's a lot, lot better. A lot it is. There's actually, like, some political intrigue. And, like, a... Like, a, uh, is it is it a coup d'etat? Or... Oh yeah, the fucking the whole military coup. No, is that what it's called? Is it yeah. a coup d'état? Yeah, there's like a coup d'état. There's like some gnarly shit about like uh like the whole concept of like emotion and like you know humanitarian like humanity and like the whole 
way that fucking like the magic of alchemy like ties into their world and like, like it's super cool. You kinda gotta stick with it for at least seven episodes, because those are pretty much exactly the same. Then it very quickly starts going off off the rails and then onto much better rails. Yeah. Onto rails that don't end with one of the main characters ending up in World War One Germany. Yeah. If you haven't seen Full Male Alchemist, it ain't set on fucking Earth. There's no reason for one of the characters to end up in World War One Germany. What a strange ending. Now they're making that into a live action film? Which I, my reaction's eh. It's one of those things where I am always for giving basically lead parts to non-white, you know, actors. But Fullmetal Alchemist is so clearly meant to be fake Europe. Yeah, it's weird. Well, obviously they're all going to be German. I mean, not German, Japanese, because Japanese film. Yeah. But, like, Fullmetal Alchemist is the one anime where it actually makes more sense that they're white. Given that their names are fucking, you know, Alfred and Edric Alphonse. Like, Roy Mustang. There's a lot of... I mean, this this is one of those things, again, where it's just, it's something that I've noticed, and I'm really Louis trying... Armstrong? Yeah, there's a lot of R's in a lot of the names, and generally R's aren't always pronounced very well, cohesively well, I don't, I don't in think, Japanese. I don't think R's are part of the native Japanese language. No, or I, th- I, th- from I think memory. that's... I think that's... It's either L's or R's, and I think it's R's, it's isn't R's. it? Yeah. J- Japan doesn't have R's and V's, and we don't have... Bushman clicks. No. But, like, a lot, a lot of, like, the terminology and the names are very English, European, yeah. white. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, there are a couple of people that you could definitely still cast as Japanese. Like, Roy looks at least half Japanese. So I'd believe that. Don't know where Japan is in that show. Maybe there's, it's the West Country. There's plenty of... I've always assumed that Xing was meant to be fake China. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can cast Ling, you can class you can cast Mei. Scar is gonna be a problem because I really don't see how you could translate well, his look into real life terms and not it's, it's look one of, garbage. Fullmetal Alchemist is one of the few shows that it would make sense for a Western Hollywood version. Yeah. With mostly a white cast. Some Chinese, American, Chinese or American Chinese actors as the Sing guys. Sing, yeah. Sing guys, if you want to bring that in. Sing, Sing. I'm not, I'm not Chinese. I can't actually pronounce it correctly. I was going to say, a big part for a kind of Middle Eastern actor, although he will sadly be playing a terrorist. No. I mean, you know, like all of the um, Ishvalans could definitely be played by like a very wide array. Yeah, it's just a little, it's like, oh, wait. But they're fair, all they're all war victims or a terrorist. If you stick to uh, Scar's redemption arc pretty solidly, like he's a really good character. You'd have to do a lot of movies to get to that. They would, so also, they probably wouldn't do it. Live well. action Scar would look fucking terrible. There's no way you could actually encapsulate like the sheer bulk of him. His ju- well, I was mostly thinking that giant X-shaped scar across his face. It's gonna look bad. Also. Armstrong will look bad. Oh, there's no way you could get like a he white needs to dude be... that huge. Well, you could, but you need like a six foot, seven foot tall, like three foot wide, huge white dude with a massive mustache, waxed mustache, and one like baby curl of hair coming out of an otherwise bald head. <laughs> that single lock of hair out of a bald head is gonna look terrible in real life. Yeah, yeah. even the mustache probably wouldn't look great. I mean, I guess I get why they would make a live-action version in Japan, because 
Well, why wouldn't they? They made fucking everything else in live-action movies. I mean, the Kenshin ones are bad. We're also, we're, we're, we never got around to the third one. Sure, we will eventually. Eventually. See him fight that Shishio. I mean, the other two were good. I enjoyed them, right? I think the first one was better, because the first one was more fun. The second one, it's doing the, the big serious arc, so... Yeah. Uh, uh that, that Ace Attorney movie wasn't that great. It's kind of boring. Yeah, I definitely don't remember a lot of it. I don't think the uh, what was interesting about the gameplay didn't translate very well into a movie. I'm trying to think about the other one. Oh, they did that Attack on Titan movie, but I never saw it. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure the CG isn't gr- that great. Oh, God. How, how, what do you think the swinging looks like in live-action Attack on Titan? Terrible. Swinging around in their Spider-Man hip things. Yeah. I love those things they have in Attack on Titan. I love how they make no sense. And how they always seem to be just flying off of things, like, slightly off-screen. Yeah, it's like Spider-Man's webs. They're always attaching to something that's probably there. <laughs> Season 2 of Attack on Titan started. We are waiting a long time to watch it. Crater's leaving the country soon, and we won't have time to watch it. But also, we watched Season 1 when it was all out, and watching it, I strongly got the impression that watching Attack on Titan week to week would be torture. It did not seem like a very well-paced show for week to week. I don't, I don't want to spend three months of my life waiting for them to get through one battle. Oh, God. I'll just wait till I can watch, like, five episodes at a time and be like, Cool, that bit's done. I mean, seriously, the mission where they went out on those horses through the plane and then through the woods, that must have been four months, week to week. Yeah, it's worse than Naruto. Yeah, it also must have been tortured week to week. I don't I only watched Naruto as far as the boat race, and I was like, this is obviously filler, I'm out. Although it's all on Anime Lab, maybe one day I'll commit to watching those 800 episodes. No, I'm not. At best, I will find one of those internet lists that's like, look, here's the episodes you need to watch, skip this crap. And then I'll catch up on it and learn about his fucking son, Boruto. Probably not going to do that. Look, point was, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood's a very good show. Ah, Pokemon Go, very loud. Oh, they changed the loading screen, it's a happy Onyx. Uh, that's a steep fix. Oh, uh, is that an upgrade? On- yeah, that's why his face looks all me- janky. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk more better about Alchemist in a future time. I mean, we didn't even talk about your fucking girl crush. Oh, well. Let me tell you, Karina is pretty into Major Briggs. She's pretty fucking awesome. It's probably the lips. Hair. Also the hair. Yeah. And she's, like, deadly as fuck. And she will not take your bullshit. And she knows how to play the fucking game and get what she wants out of those, like, you know, fucking terrible old white dudes. She's a good, good gal. Ex- oh, it's Extravaganza on Pokemon Go. Oh, Togepi. Togepi, I hate to this day because of the whole thing in the anime where Misty got that egg and she spent like four goddamn months carrying that egg around and it was like, the egg's finally gonna hatch! What's it gonna be? That's an egg with a face. What a rip. Oh, well, I think it's time we drew this episode to a close. Yep. Okay, Krayna, why don't you get a bag ready, and I'll go up and grab that ice crystal out of its pedestal. And be ready just in case this temple collapses and we got to make a run for it. That's fine. I'm already back here by the exit. I'm way ahead of you. All right, well, let's hopefully we don't get crushed to death in this shitty ice temple. And we'll see you listeners another time. Maybe not, because Crane is like out of the fucking, she's away for like eight month weeks straight now, so who knows? Maybe I'll have to dig up some guests 
My god, Karina, are you really carrying eight Gengars in your Pokedex? Fuck off, Gengar's awesome. Karina's very into the fat purple Pokemon. He's amazing! Okay, well, we out.